You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Well, hello and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. Thank you for being a part of the show with us. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for getting a hold of a podcast or any way that you get this. We are excited that you would open up the Word of God with us on a regular basis. We are a uh, devotion. We want to jumpstart your day with the Word of God. And so I'm Brian. I'm one of the pastors at East Coast Christian Center, and it's my honor to sit and uh, look at the Word of God with a couple other people here in the studio with me today. Across the table from me, I have Felicia Walters. How are you, Fee? I am w- wonderful. How are you? I just called you two different names. I'm yep. doing well. Yep. Thank you very much. <laughs> she sometimes goes by Fee, sometimes yep. Felicia, but she's both those people. And uh, tell, why don't you tell people what you do? What right I here? do? I do whatever needs to be done, but I... I specialize or I particularly work with our online campus and uh, what we say, how we're getting the gospel out through uh, the digital means. So that's my primary that's my what you do. Thing. That's, that's what, what do. I do. Yeah. I do a lot of other things, but that's my my big thing. So. Yeah, and we're super <laughs> thankful that even in this season that we're able to do all the things that we can do with preaching the gospel and um, helping people grow in their walk with Christ. And online has been a huge part of that. And so we're thankful for that. Thank you for the part that you play here at East Coast. Glad and, to be uh, here. This is a uh, you know, this is a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and so you hear us talk about things at East Coast, and maybe you didn't know that, that we were from East Coast Christian Center, which has campuses in a variety of places here around Brevard County, Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and uh, we just, and online. And online, and so anywhere it's available you are. everywhere. Yeah. Yep. And uh, in the studio with us as well, we have Nick. Nick, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Awesome. Thanks for uh, doing all that you do over there as well, and getting the Word of God out to the highways and byways. And so, Fee, could you tell them how to get on board with the show? Yeah, if you want to participate with us, if you're just like, man, what is going on? I'd love to know ahead of time what to read, what to dig into. You can find that in our app. We have an East Coast app. If you search for that, it's free. It's going to get you connected to, uh, you can click on Morning Breath, get the schedule of chapters. You can also find out whatever is happening in the East Coast, our events, our messages, uh, past sermons, other Morning Breath episodes, really anything that's happening in the East Coast, you can find it in that app. You can also follow us on on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, any of the social media outlets, we are there letting you know what's going on. And if you want us to send you directly uh, a chapter list, you can give us a call at our office at 321-452-1060. We'll be happy to email or snail mail it to you. Yeah, it's great. We want yeah. you to get the Word of we, God. We want it. And if we can get you there, uh, we know the Word will transform your life. And so get it in you. Find out how to do that. And you know what? There's something that happens, too, when you listen to somebody else talk about what God breathed on, and you see something, you go, wow, I didn't see that. And then maybe God would speak to you even that way. And so we're better when we do this together. And so I'm thankful that we get to do it together. Thank you for who you are out there. And also, what I we want to just say a couple of things are going on here as a church. And so tonight at 630, we have a special event going on at our Vieira property. We, we bought property. We have a building that's going up. It's a foundation ceremony, actually. And so what we are doing is uh, we're putting some rocks, actually, into the foundation before they pour the concrete over top of them. And maybe you'd want to come and be a part of that with us, get to know some people um, from East Coast. Maybe you're not familiar with uh, with who we are and what we do, but we are building a building at the corner of Tavistock and Vieira Boulevard in Vieira, Florida here. And so if you come be a part of that, it's at 630, I believe. We'll have some worship. We'll have some time together. We'll pray. And uh, we're going to put some things into the ground to uh, believe God that the foundation is going to be strong in that building and reach people for a long time. Yeah. Amen. Love it. What else is happening? We also have some really cool classes coming up with ECCU, which is our university here at the church. It's a way for you to dig in. If if you're listening to Morning Breath and you're like, man, I love it, but I want to go even deeper. I want to learn a little bit more about the scriptures. <clears throat> We have some classes that you could take. They start every month. They start over with a new set of classes. We have a Foundations of Worship class starting tomorrow night and uh, a, let's see, a speaking class, right? Yeah. Uh, communicating Art the word. Art of communication. Yeah. Thank you. So Pastor Chris 
uh, Johnson, our worship pastor, is teaching that uh, worship class, and Pastor David, our uh, Avenue and Mezzanine pastor, is going to be teaching the communication class. They're going to be incredible ways for you to just kind of dig in just a little bit deeper, take one more step toward the heart of God for you in this time. Yeah. Uh, and, and both of those things are great. I mean, you think about worship and learn how to communicate um, in a way that will help people, you know, take steps towards Jesus. I mean, yep. both those things are great. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of the center of who we are and what we do. And so uh, anyway, let's get into the chapter. We're in Mark chapter 16. It's September 1st, which is hard to even think that the year is uh, where it's at. But September here we go. 1st. It's my anniversary. Whoa. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Roger. Yeah, 14 years. Boom. Yeah. That's exciting. Our anniversary is in September as well. My wife and I got married uh, 19 years ago. We'll uh, celebrate on the 21st. Come on. So, Come on. Yeah, praise God. Long life yes. and uh, incredible marriages and family around us. So let's look at the word, Mark 16. I have the New American Standard Version. What do you got over there? I'm reading the NIV. Today. All right. So we have uh, four, sorry, 20, that's funny, 20 verses, not 40. We have 20 <laughs> verses, and uh, let's... Maybe break it after 10. Uh, Sounds great. You want to, I'll get you started. How about that? You start us, read the first 10. I say unto you, Felicia, read, man. All right. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away, and they entered the tomb. They saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, of whom he had driven out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and those who were mourning and weeping. Uh, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. After that, he appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking along on their way to the country. They went away and reported to others, but they did not believe them early either. They did not believe them either. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe, who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, when the Lord um, Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. Amen. Pretty, uh, this is, I mean, this is a central, this is, this is the whole, this is the whole thing right here. This is like, okay, we get get the best chapter. (laughs) Yeah, I know. This is like, if you can't talk about the resurrection and you can't talk about going and making disciples for a little while, 
um, you know, that's great. But you know what I love? I love about this show is that it's about what God breathed on. It's a devotion. What stuck out to you as you read it? You know, I've, I've read these verses. I've seen this stuff in Scripture for a long time. There's a lot of things that are just, you know, maybe parts of things that I've heard before and seen before. But I love the freshness of what morning breath means. It's, you know, it's a fresh, you know, new look at a chapter and you go, man, God speak to this. And, you know, what would you breathe on? And so, I actually, as I shared um, for the radio for the show yesterday, I saw something again in this chapter that um, that I just want to speak to just for a second. And then, Fia, I'd love to hear what you know stuck out to you. But I see in the in the first verse of this chapter, it says, "When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought or bought spices so they might come and anoint him." You know, they actually purchased something. It says they bought, and I don't know what it says in your version, but it, I think oftentimes it says they would bring something. They were bringing something. I noticed that they bought something here in the New American Standard. It says they bought spices so they could anoint. Anoint Jesus. And I think they actually did something of their own choosing, spent some of their own value and their own worth and their own possessions to come to do something for Jesus, you know? And I I just spoke about this in yesterday's show as well that, you know, we all have a gift to bring. We all have something to do with, you know, whether it was, you know, a boat um, one time when Jesus borrowed someone's boat to teach, you know, where um, somebody gave the Joseph of Arimathea, gave the tomb that actually, you know, that Jesus you know, was going to lay it into. But these guys brought, they bought something to bring and to, and I just wonder what gift that you might have out there. And maybe you already heard this yesterday as you listened to the show yesterday and you're like, oh, okay, that again. You know what? There is something valuable that we all have to offer. And these these girls, these women brought something to Jesus to do something for God. And I just wonder, you know, what part, what am I supposed to be bringing today? You know, there's something that I have to bring to Jesus today. Every day I have something to offer, to give to the Lord. And could does he need what I have to offer? He didn't really need to be anointed in this moment. Like, he was anointed, right? But the idea that they wanted to do something for for Jesus because they got to do it and didn't have to do it, nobody was forcing them yeah. to do this. They chose to do this. And I just like the picture of that, that they chose to do something for Jesus that was pretty radical. Yeah, and I think it also maybe points to the value that Jesus had instilled in them. They believed yeah. that they had something valuable to bring to him. Oh, yeah. And he had to have at some point uh, made them believe that you know, even yeah. though he was God incarnate, even though he didn't need, really, he didn't need any of the things. Yeah. They said he, this is valuable. We believe that he would value this yeah. thing, and so you know, the the boldness to come and do that, and and the dedication to come and do that. Um, I think points to a culture that Jesus maybe really built around him that made room for people and the things that were inside them. Yeah, and maybe the insight today is, you know, you if you can shape culture in your home, yeah, like. You're celebrating 14 years of marriage today. There is a culture in the Walters household, right? Like my home has the Moore household has a culture, yeah. right? This workplace called East Coast Christian Center has a culture. This church has a culture. This community has a culture and has a feel. And, you know, we actually get to be influencers of that culture. Right. Like whether we like it or not, we are shaping culture on whatever scale that we get the opportunity to do that. And that Jesus would shape that in the people around him is a very powerful thought. Yeah. Like he actually was sent to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth and then he said, "Hey, you go do the same basically." Right. is what we see in the end of this chapter, you know, and that we could foster that and we could shape that. We have a choice. We're not just, you know, I don't know, we're not just like drones that somebody else right. is controlling. We actually have the ability yeah. to do that. That's pretty earth-shaking. Yeah, like for that's sure. actually mind-blowing. Yeah, bit. the impact that that can have on people <laughs> to look at someone and say, Hey, I see this in you, yeah. right? Like you have something valuable inside because oftentimes people don't are not aware of those things and they just need 
that little piece of someone recognizing it for them and, and to call it forth. And uh, yeah, it's super valuable. It can change somebody's entire outlook. Well, so we see later in the chapter, uh, I'm not going to go any farther. How about this? What stuck out to you? <laughs> tell us, tell us, you don't get the opportunity to do uh, this as often as I do. And I would love for the people out there to, to just hear, you know, what, what did God speak to you? What, what, what stuck know, out to you in this chapter? I, I'm, I was super stoked to just have the, the story of the resurrection to talk about yeah. just because it often, usually the part that stands out the most to me is in, let's see, verse six, seven. It says, um, there you'll see him just as he told you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think about how unbelievable this is, yeah. um, how unbelievable resurrection is. It's not natural. Yeah. And they, even though Jesus was telling them this was coming, they were so unaware. Right. Uh, it, it was it was shocking to all of them to see Jesus again and how just unbelievable the entire narrative is and that that is the way that the God of the universe decided to perpetuate uh, this new move of heaven was to do something that made absolutely no sense and yeah. was so, so radically unbelievable. And I just it's 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 the crux of our faith. Yeah. Right. If if this didn't actually happen, if what we're talking about did not physically actually happen, everything else in the rest of Mark. The whole the whole book is about what Jesus did, right? Yep. Like it's about his miracles and just like such such a, a spotlight on the things that he did. But all of those things are just good yeah. things, maybe even one off things like yeah. just happen to happen. I don't know what's going on. Uh, that's all any of those things are without this end of the story, yep. without ending this way, and that he came and he defeated death. And he rose again. If and he can de- defeat death, <laughs> right. what can't there he is defeat? nothing else yeah. left to defeat, right? Yeah. And so I just I, I think about that a lot, and just the just the unbelievable nature of the the very crux of our entire faith is that he did rise from the dead, and he did yeah. do what he said he was gonna do. And um, I was actually thinking about this tweet that uh, a professor did on Good Friday earlier this year. Kind of got some a tweet a tweet on Twitter. So tweet it was on Twitter, <laughs> so a, a social media platform. And this uh, professor tweeted out. She said, "Just a little reminder today: dead people don't come back to life." Well, um, and that it's it's it, it makes sense to think that right. Like what we are saying is so wildly unbelievable, but it happened. Yeah, and that changes everything. Yeah. Right, the the actual physical resurrection changes everything, and I just love that the way that God does things doesn't make sense to us, and is so wildly different than our natural understanding of things. And He's chosen to right to to wrap Himself as a baby, um, to come in such a needy way, in in a needy form, in that you know Jesus as a baby needed His mom. He yeah. needed He needed the care, and. Th- that entrance into into this realm didn't look the way that even his disciples expected, yeah. right? Like they thought he was going to overthrow Rome. They thought he was going to come and like powerfully. Yeah, you know, <laughs> none of it looked the something. way that yeah. they thought it was going to, and and it it changed everything. Yeah. And I just love that that like just this this really uh, this tension that we get to live in that like this makes no sense, but it's the truth. And yeah. if it is the truth, then that changes everything that I do moving forward. You know, I love this is a huge moment. Like in the history of the world, this is like the biggest moment, right? Like this is the culmination of everything that past, present, and really future. We're looking at this right. idea, right? And in the middle of that, in the middle of this big moment in, in that verse that you shared in verse 7, he says, but go tell disciples and Peter. Like in the <laughs> middle of a big, big, massive moment, there was this thing of like, hey, go do this, yeah. right? And then like later when he when he encounters them on the you know on the road he's like 
takes a second and people certainly mattered, right? Like who, the names that he mentions, that it wasn't just like, even how the scripture here describes, you know, Mary Magdalene from whom he had cast out seven demons. You know, that the people in the moments were just a very big deal too. Yeah, It's not just a fluke that he's, you know, Peter and the disciples or, you know, Mary Magdalene who, and there's a description there. You know, we often describe people, we often like have labels for people and all that. All these labels really didn't matter in the bigness of this moment, but yet he noticed, and there was a noticing of people, and I guess I just would land there for this thought of going, in a big, big moment, am I going to notice what's going on around mm-hmm. me and the people that it might be affecting in this very second? Like, I I can get very me-focused. Yeah. I, believe it or not, I, I could do that, right? Like, yeah. we all, I think, could do that. That in our moments, we think about us and how are things going to affect us and what about me and not realize that there's people around us. There's, yeah. there's people watching. There's people that are like a part of this story too, right? Yeah. And I'm thankful for the people that are part of this story. And I'm, I'm thankful that he mentions it. I'm yeah. thankful that we can read about these people who are not perfect. It wasn't just perfect people hanging out. That the 11 who he actually, it says he reproached them for their unbelief. Like they weren't perfectly believing right. everything. They weren't just like nailing it, right? I don't nail it all the time. And I'm just reminded of even in my weakness he still loves me and wants to speak to me like he spoke to these folks and like get it right. Like not to go, hey, you loser, what are you thinking? But to actually go, hey, you're going to do something. He gave him purpose. He was like, hey, though you don't get it, go do this stuff. Like even in your not perfection, go do this stuff, right? Which is crazy to me. He's full of invitation. Everything about Jesus was always an invitation into participating with him. Because I mean, I look at this and I think, you know, if he rose from the dead, he could have chosen to make himself known to the entire world, sure. right? Like he could have done that any way he wanted to, but he chose to appear to these women first. Oh, yeah. He chose to tell his disciples first. He chose to gather with a few hundred to release the Holy Spirit. Like the, there, are th- he chose to do it in such a subversive, like just just this way that was under the radar and so invited us in to be part of it. It's, it it really is the great commission right like yeah. he said i'm going to appear to you and now i am sending you out because what you have to give to this yeah. thing i'm doing is so valuable and i want to i want to give i want to make sure you know how valuable you carrying this is that he trusted them with it yeah. which is wild <laughs> he didn't just trust them with a little bit he right. trusted them with the whole a, thing the, go, go into the world <laughs> all the world like not just like hey go to your neighbor anymore this isn't like just go back to your city this is like the whole world like this globe that we're walking on that people didn't even know how big that was in that right. area like there was no way for them to know the bigness of the world at that moment but yet he charged them and we're still walking it out today two thousand years later we're still trying to do this like we're still trying to get to the end of what he said in that moment yeah which is just crazy big but yet in the freshness even of like morning breath this is part of that like like that god would give us ideas of how to do this that it wasn't just like hey go do it now there's some things that he says that will happen when you do it which is pretty awesome and that's actually maybe confirmation that something's working here that we're doing something right maybe along the way but it's not all described. This going to all the world and preach the gospel to all creation again jumped off the page to me to go. Well, it would have been nice for you to tell us how to do that, Jesus. <laughs> like, can you imagine the eleven were like, "How?" Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He didn't give them all the instructions. He didn't. He, he gave them some. He's like, "Hey, go put your hands on people. You're yeah. gonna see people get well. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna encounter some stuff. But hey, you'll be okay." And you know, he says a few things here, but it was a bigger charge than they realized. Yeah, for sure. And I think it just goes back to you. 
take that step in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't ask them to figure it out, right? Like he didn't say make a plan for getting out. He just said go. He yeah. said do the thing. And so I think that there's so much in us to be able to say, you know what? I don't know how to solve X, Y, and Z. I don't know how to get the gospel into this place. But you know what I do know how to do? I do know how to impact my home. I do ha- know how to impact the people that I work with, yeah. the, the platforms that I do have. How can I carry the gospel into those places? And then when I have another opportunity to take it out to another sphere that I just say yes to it and I step into it and say, you know what? He trusted them to do it, which means that he trusts us now to do it. Yeah, because really they're not doing it. In right. the end, it's that their natural ability is right. doing it anyway. They're just the willingness. They're saying, "Hey, would no, if you're willing, this is what'll work." Yeah. Right? Like if you're if you're able, if you'll just take the step with me. Like he says, you know, we can do this together. Like uh, it's not just like you go uh, do it and like gave them no tools to yeah, use yeah, it. Yeah. Right? They they were gonna get the spirit of God, yeah. the Holy Spirit, the power that right. was gonna empower them to be able to do it was coming. Right. And this moment of going, "Hey, go do it." I love the go because he uses those same words like that or that same word, those two letters in other times where it's like, go do that, right. go do that. And all the details aren't in there. And I, actually, I like that because there's not a box that, yeah. there's not a formula for the how, right? We have to discover that and we do that with him. And yeah. again, I, I could be very happy with just give me a target, I'll hit a target. Yes. I, I would probably like same. that, my personality. <laughs> but at the same time, I realized that that target, I would become religious to that target. Yes. I would do the same thing over and over and over. Like, I need four songs or I can't have right. a moment with Jesus, right. or I need to pray this certain prayer, yep. or I got to recite this certain yep. thing. And I've grown out of some of those processes that uh, that are like how I can connect with God. There's mm-hmm. only this way, my only way to connect with God. And the freshness of that and the freshness of how we can preach the good news and how we could do all that. And I would say, don't worry about the how all the time. Yeah. Just start doing yeah. something. Right? Do, like, do the thing in front of you, right? Yeah. Like I think about the online campus yeah. and just how we just, we literally said, well, we can't meet yeah. next week. So what? Let's go. And we said, we'll do it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's, yeah. I don't, we've never done it before. Okay. Well, let's just do it. Yeah. Right. And then we get to see the, the fruit of just saying yes to what the Lord's put in front of us in that moment. And it has just opened up so many other things and opportunities and doors and, and people saying yes to Jesus yeah. and trajectories just changed forever, forever just because people just were willing and not just us, but people across the globe that were just willing to say, you know what, maybe we've never really carried the gospel in this way, but could yeah. we do it? Yeah. Would that, would that be impactful? And Crazy. the answer was yes. And he's, he said, you said yes, and I'm saying yes with you, right? And, and he gave us the, the wisdom and the power to carry it out. Yeah, you know, I think about, like, you're, you're reading a, a paper, you know, covered Bible yep. over there. I'm reading from a digital Bible, yep. right? And in this era, they didn't even have that, right? right. Like, the, the, the way for the gospel to get out today is so fresh and so different than maybe the way that it once was. I would just share with you that, you know what, there are a lot of ways to do this. The goal, though, is let's do it with Jesus. Yep. Don't try to go do it your own way. Let's do it with Jesus. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. 
Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, before the break there, I was beginning to talk about just some of the some of the radical ways that we can get the, the word out today. I have a digital Bible in front of me, and I had the opportunity to go to Oklahoma City where <clears throat> sorry, where Life Church, uh, who is the designer of the Version Bible, um, they have a area of their campus where they talk. They were showing us some of the numbers from like 2020, in the year that we've had, you know, had the hardest maybe way to get the good news into people's hands because you couldn't meet together and you couldn't do that. And they gave some numbers, some statistics, and I'm going to share just a couple of them with you. It says 1.4 billion Bible plans were completed. That that just that alone, 1.4 billion Bible reading plans through this one app, yeah. this one way. When Jesus told the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation, in his heart and in his mind, it was already there. Like yeah. He had all that and he was saying all that. But what we had to mine out and figure out, and not we, this is not East Coast Christian yeah. Center's thing at all, but this is the church, the, the Big C Global yep. Church, and they are honored to be able to steward that and to do that. But again, that they're bringing a gift. They're bringing a gift of some 
some people together who have a gift, whether it wasn't to anoint the body here, like we right. saw at the beginning. Some guys that are technical, you know, writers of you know coding and all yeah. the things to build an app to get the Bible available, and then all these plans. People yeah. people have compiled together for years yeah. to go, hey, here's a Bible reading plan. Here's a, and now over a billion, one yeah. billion. There's and eight billion just, people on the planet. They keep developing and keep saying yes to the next thing to make it even more accessible. Just another step. And yeah. maybe you're out there today, and I would just say, take your step. Yeah. Just use what God's put in your hands with the giftings that you have. And you know what? I think God will do more than you could ask, think, or imagine with those things because he loves you and he wants to use you to do this together. Let's do it together. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here, being a part of the show with us. Thank you, Fee. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.